1: mask. I will not wear the mask
0: I will not wear the mask
1: I will not wear a mask
0: I will not get the vaccine I will not get the vaccine And I will not get the vaccine I will resist evil I will resist evil I will resist evil I will submit to God I will submit to God I will
2: submit to God In the Lord I will praise His word in God I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O oh Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the
0: Lord is the great God, and the great King above Rise all. Rise
1: up, O judge of the earth, render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, and how long will the wicked shine? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of the I heart. hate
0: the work of those who follow. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said,
2: I will defy tyrants. I will defy tyrants. And good morning, America. <clears throat> America, welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people. All the boat rockers are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. Before use the Bible and the Constitution, not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at media.com. and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that I'll warn you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I don't know why. Right as the show starts, this is when this stuff starts. I'm fine up until then. I get something in my throat. (laughs) Uh, In any case, if you want to check us out on sonsoflibertyradio.com. And sons of liberty In fact, if you're watching by way of red or listening by way of red state talk radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio. Head over to sons of com, and uh, you'll see two videos on the top. The one on the left side is Bradley's educational video. He was off all last week. Some of you guys are saying, Where's he at? Where's he at? Where's he at? He's in California. He'll probably be telling you about that today. I think he said they were heading out and they should be home. And so, yeah. This afternoon, 3 o'clock, you should be hearing Bradley. You should be. Uh, on the right side of the page is the morning show here. So if you click on play and blow it up on whatever device you've got. And then the right lower part there will be uh, a Rumble icon. Click on that and join us in the chat. Lots of friends over there as well. And uh, we're streaming live on Rumble at Sons of Liberty Radio Live, before it's news.com, top of the page. We're also on, on DLive.TV at the Sons of Liberty as well as Twitch at Setting Brush Fires, and then you guys who are on my Facebook page, whether it's my personal or the the public page, whatever. And no, I'm not trying to build myself up. I'm just trying to use every outlet I can to to stream to. (laughs) That's all I'm trying to do with it. So I appreciate you guys joining us this morning. Also, right up under where we're streaming live is where you can sign up for our email newsletter. Uh, Be sure to, to do that. And then if you want our ministry email, which goes out on Saturdays, uh it will tell you what's going on in the ministry some of you guys you'll see pictures you're not going to see anywhere else okay usually when we do a ministry trip uh stephanie sends some pictures this week's had uh some images there with ray comfort as they met with ray comfort and uh and some others and so be sure to sign up for that that's on sons of liberty okay and you get that once a week and you get the special for the week and all that other stuff and i didn't bring the special up i apologize i'll have it in the archives yeah, I got the convicts. No, I got the money pox. And I said that purposely that way the money pox. Um. Anyway, <laughs> if you guys would like to help us out, there's a donate button at the top of the page, suns libertymedia.com. Click on that and make a one time donation, or you can partner with us monthly. Help keep us out there like uh, what just happened there in California. A full week of events, teaching people our Christian and constitutional heritage. And beyond that, I can tell you, having been with Bradley many times, in the flesh, so to speak, uh, you're getting people that are getting the gospel apart from those events. Everywhere he goes, they're using the pink and blue tracks that we've got uh, to share the message of the gospel, call people to repentance, all of that stuff. <laughs> uh, so you'll you'll be able to uh, to check that out um, a little later on. I, he's probably going to tell you about that stuff today. So uh, be sure and uh, check that out. And by the way, somebody's talking about my money pox thing. I um, I was going to bring it up there and show the people in the viewing audience what we had going on here. Um, But Facebook seems to be taking forever to load, which I don't really care for. But there it is. Um, I'm going to show you a little thing I did with the Moneypox thing. For those of you who are not on. uh, And and again, I you know what? If I wasn't doing this, I probably wouldn't even be on social media. Just to tell you, I, I just I probably wouldn't be on there. Um, but this is, uh, something I did just the other day. I was just making a little fun. Um, this has got the little, what is this, this monkey? He's some kind of special monkey, whatever the thing is, uh, lion, old Lion King stuff, right? Yeah. I'm using Disney for this just because it makes, it makes sense to have Disney be the one sort of wearing this. First it was COVID. Then it was Ukraine. Now it's monkeypox. Just remember the K is silent. That's what, it's all that's what each one of those things is about. It's about mon- it's about money and it's about control. That's what it is, all right? Just so everybody understands where we're at. I mean, most of you guys are on the same page as me, and so there you go. All right. Now this one's interesting. I- and I want you guys to think about this. Those of you who are screaming "Red Wave this year, those of you who continue to follow Donald Trump to hell, that's where you're going to follow him to um, this is one of his people, and I want to remind you. That during his presidency, he did not support the real conservative constitutional Christians. The first example that comes to my mind is Judge Roy Moore. Okay. He didn't support him. He so he what was it, Mo Brooks down there, whatever? He 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 got in with the rhino. Mm-hmm. He got in with the Rhino, and he's done that all along when there is a conservative, a constitutionalist, a Christian, a real one, doesn't support those guys, he supports the Rhinos. But yet he talks like he's real conservative, doesn't he? hmm And who else did he support? Oh, that's right, Dr. Oz. Dr. Oz, you know, the guy who's hanging out with spirit cooking Abramovic chick. by the way, I don't know if you guys remember. I think I've said this before on the air. I didn't find it out. Uh, I was asked to go on a show, and the guy goes, Oh, what's your website? I I typed in wrong, and he put Washington Standard for me. That's the one I've set up for my kids. And lo and behold, if you put in WashingtonStandard.com, you come up with Marina Abramovich, uh, her hotel site. Okay, I didn't know that. Mine was the Washington Standard. I didn't realize that. Dr. Oz, she's a close personal friend of Dr. Oz. And he wants his Senate race opponent barred from the race for thought crime. This is your Republican, your conservative. He's going to be pitched as a constitutionalist. He's nothing of the sort. And, um, yeah, it's it's a real... And why? Why? Well, listen... The story is from Robert Spencer here. Here's what he has to say. He said, The freedom of speech is under attack everywhere. It's not clear which side Dr. Mehmet uh, Oz, the Trump-endorsed candidate for a Senate seat from Pennsylvania, is on. <clears throat> we have the Disinformation Governance Board, the January 6th Committee, ongoing claims that... Well, we don't have the Disinformation Governance Board. They they collapsed that last week, right? Ongoing claims that Trump supporters are all white supremacists. Now, and by the way, there's a lot of... There's a lot of those with dark skin who supported Trump, too. OK, most of them have had their eyes open there and they're no longer playing that game because they see exactly what he was doing. And white supremacists and the nation's biggest terror threat and rampaging social media censorship. And that environment is crucial for all candidates, especially America First candidates to affirm their support for free speech instead of Oz has just called for his primary opponent to be barred from the race, not for any criminal activity or, say, dual citizenship in a hostile nation. Oz is Turkish; uh, is a Turkish citizen. That's a problem probably right there. Um, I don't know how he's getting away with it. If he's a Turkish citizen, how are you going
0: running for the Senate? I mean, this dual
2: citizenship crap, listen... Our forefathers would have been against that. That's why they, this is one of the reasons why they said, uh, and I'm not going to go down this road, but this is one of the reasons why they said a president has to be a natural born citizen. Now they didn't put that requirement in with a representative or a senator, but they took it serious enough to say he has to be a natural born citizen. That means he's got two parents that are citizens of the country. So for all you people you know, pushing, whether it's the Democrat or the Republican, and there's been both of them, uh, they have one parent that is a citizen, and you say, oh, this makes him a natural-born citizen. No, it doesn't. Not to, according to our forefathers, and I've written tons on that. They got it straight out of Vitell's Law of Nations. He's the only guy at the time that defined a natural-born citizen. Not he. He not only defined that, he defined a natural-born subject, too.
0: Okay? And here he is. He's a Turkish citizen,
2: too. But he's wanting to bar his opponent for something she said in 2015. Oz has already criticized his principal opponent, Kathy Barnett. And I would say, I don't even know Kathy Barnett, but you'd probably be wiser to choose her over him. For Islamophobia, a made-up word, designed to inhibit criticism of jihad violence and Sharia oppression, and one that is common usage among leftists, but rarer among patriots. It's because Dr. Oz is not a patriot there, Robert. On Saturday, however, Oz went even further, charging that Barnett should actually be banned from running for the Senate and presumably for anything else because she doesn't have a sufficiently positive view of Islam. Well, what are you going to do, Trump supporters? You're going to keep tr- supporting Trump and, and his uh, his little puppets that he's putting in place? Or that he's supporting? you got to have some kind of mental malfunction to not see what's going on here. You really do. And the lack of spiritual discernment, that's for sure. Um, but that's that's our odds, okay? All right. Sons of media.com, Texas School District. This is from our friend John Whitehead. Texas School District restricts First Amendment activity bans teachers and employees from publicly criticizing school policies. Who do you think is going to be next? Texas has already been hit. The parents have been out, and what are they doing? They're barring some parents from going into the school board meetings. We've had videos on that. We've had reports on that. They are attacking them. They're lining up with the Fed Coats out of uh, D.C., the District of Criminals, in order to target parents as, quote-unquote, domestic terrorists, you, know, you used to could say it and actually mean it. Don't mess with Texas, right? Not so anymore. Not so anymore. I you know, I'm I'm gonna tell you great people down in Texas. Some of you guys are great. You're continuing to stand and do all that stuff. More power to you. God bless your efforts. But there's a lot of weenies out down there in Texas. I mean, there really are. Just being letting them letting them trample on you. Believing that Greg Abbott's on your side, and what's the guy's name? Paxton, the AG, all those guys are on your side. You still believe it. You want to believe it, but it's an illusion. Also, com. the illegal invasion of the United States continues as we are on the verge of a full on land invasion, or, or are we on the verge of a full on land invasion by a foreign army? We're going to talk about that a little bit today, okay? Also, these money pox fears. And I'm not denying that monkeypox is real. Unlike the SARS-CoV-2, you can actually verify it. You don't have to take a test for it. You can see it. But it's mild. We talked a little bit about this on Saturday's show with Kate. And it's very mild. Um, yeah, you may it may make you look ugly for a little bit. I don't know. Uh, maybe kind of disgusting looking and maybe even a little painful whatever. But it's a fairly mild issue to deal with. And yet that's being blown up. And uh, I love what Cor- uh, Whitney Webb has said. Um, this monkeypox fears, which is it drives more fear into people who are already prone to that, may rescue endangered corporations. Because the people figured out what they're doing. And aiding public and forgetting their past sins. And he's talking about, uh, she's talking about the uh, the corporations and what they've done to the people, not only in the U.S., but abroad. And so, with that said, I'm going to get to that in just a minute. One of the things I want to do is I want to highlight you know, this um, World Economic Forum deal uh, in DeVos, Switzerland. And just let you know who the Judases are here. Remember, Judas uh, was part of Christ's inner circle. No, have you noticed nobody names their kid Judas? Nobody. They'll choose all kinds of biblical names to name their kids. But nobody names their kid Judas. Why is that? It's because whether you're a Christian or not, you recognize Judas as the same thing as like, oh, I don't know, Benedict Arnold. Probably even worse. No, not probably. Worse than Benedict. Jesus never said it was wrong for Benedict Arnold to not be born, but he did say that about Judas. He says, woe to the one who has betrayed me, right? It would be better if he had not been born.
0: That's how serious Judas's sin was. And for those of you who are looking for, you know, your
2: whatever you're presenting over the substance, Judas went and what? He wept. He even threw the money back at the the guys that had paid him off. Said, I betrayed innocent blood and judas never repented he had a worldly sorrow he saw what it went on there was a film years ago called the judas project i don't know if any of you have seen that um it's interesting to watch because you've got a guy from his perspective who believes judas thought that if he did this betrayal it was going to make christ bring in his kingdom faster and all this kind of stuff, okay Now, I think that's a vivid imagination. I don't think that's what Judas was after at all. I think Judas was after the money. In fact, the Bible says that he was the one who held the money he he held the money back, and why did he say that? Because of what Mary did when she came in with this precious ointment that she was going to anoint the Savior with for his burial? Judas is one of those guys who says... Lord, stop this lady. What is she doing? We could have sold this and got a year's wages out of it and blah, 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 blah. blah. And he didn't say it because he was really concerned about the poor. He said it because he was a thief and he held the money back. And this is what these people are. So with that said, let's start off with the World Economic Forum. The World Economic Forum, I mean, when you listen to Klaus Schwab, I I don't see how you can listen to this guy and not think Nazi. I, I just, I don't. And the same thing for, uh, what's his name? Harari, the sodomite who thinks he's above God and God is a, a dream and he's uh, nonsense and we're greater than God. And boy, I tell you what, you're talking about setting yourself up to be destroyed, a vessel of destruction in Romans 9. That Harari guy, that dude's conscience is gone. Oh, you're judging his heart. No, I'm not judging. I'm telling you, whatever he says comes out from his heart. Whatever's coming out of his mouth is from his heart. And apart from the work of God in his life, according to the true gospel that saves, and that is that God sent his son in order to redeem fallen man, apart from God granting him true repentance, this guy's going to bust hell wide open. God's not going to have any of that stuff. And yeah, Mr. Rari, you you face the same timeline we all do. One out of one, people die. You're going to meet him too. And you can say he's not there all you want to. You can say the fire in the fireplace doesn't burn you. But you throw yourself in there and you'll find out real quick what happens. Now, this is out of the Gateway Pundit. Now, <clears throat> I'm going to tell you, um, I've had some interaction with Jim Hoff. He's been very kind to me as far as some of the things, but... You know, Jim, you're in need of repentance just as the Democrats are that you, you lambast. You're there with your boyfriend who's half your age that you've quote-unquote married, and you call yourself a conservative. You, you need to evaluate where you're at there. But this comes from the Gateway Pundit. These are a list of people who are attending the World Economic Forum, and by the way, this is going to be part of pushing this whole thing that we talked about a little bit about on Saturday, the World Health Organization's power grab over 194 countries. And by the way, I don't care if they signed it or not. You know what? You don't sign a treaty that usurps the sovereignty and the laws of your country. Let me change that. You don't sign a treaty that usurps the sovereignty And the laws of your sovereign countries, because they're going after 194, and specifically I'm saying that because we need to get back to understanding the United States is not a country itself, but it is a confederacy or a conglomeration of sovereign countries. And until you get that in your head, you're going to always want to go to D.C., Everything that happens, you're going to want to go to D.C. because you've been indoctrinated with that. And where does that come from? I told you it came from the tyrant Lincoln, the guy that Trump and everybody, all these Republicans say is our greatest president. And he was out against to free the slaves. No, he wasn't. Do your homework and learn real history as to what he was doing. All of that indoctrination comes from him. So this comes from, again, the Gateway Pundit. And this is a list of people, attendees. I'll tell you they are sellouts of you, the people they're supposed to be representing. Now, Daniel Horowitz lists the Republican attendees. None of these should be a surprise to you. Uh, Pennsylvania Congressman Daniel Muser, Missouri Congresswoman Ann Wagner. Oh, this one is, is not a surprise either. California Congressman Daryl Issa, the do nothing Daryl Issa. He puts on a good show. He's a good WWE guy. You should give him a belt so he could wear that, you know? And on the belt, on the front, you know, where the big gold thing is with the Eagles and it says World Heavyweight Champion or What you should do is you should put all the people who have supported Daryl Issa, all the corporations and, and things of like that. You should do that for Daryl Issa. Nebraska Senator Deborah Fisher. All these are Republicans, by the way, they're not Democrats. Oh, they're rhinos. Yeah, you just say that when you want to say it. Indiana Governor Eric Holcomb. Maryland Governor Larry Hogan. You've got Texas Congressman Michael McCall, Pennsylvania Senator Pat Toomey. Mississippi Senator Roger Wicker. And Miami Mayor Francis
0: Suarez. But there's more. <laughs> there's more.
2: It's funny, um, they're listing these out, and they say this year's WEF conference. It should be WWE, right? That's what it should be. Anyway, just thought I'd throw that my two cents worth in there. John F. Kerry and Al Gore will be attending. Gina Raimondo, Secretary of Commerce of USA. I don't know why they did USA, USA. Anyway, uh, she's in there. Uh, Bill Keating, congressman from Massachusetts, he's a Democrat. Daniel Muser, we've already did this, so let me go through and see if I can skip the Republicans here. Madeline Dean, Pennsylvania congresswoman, she's a Democrat. California congressman Ted Lieu, that uh, lawless man, Democrat. Uh, We also have Christopher A. Coons, Delaware senator. Dean Phillips, congressman from Minnesota. Deborah Fisher from... Nebraska, she's a senator. Gregory W. Meeks, New York Congresswoman or com- Congressman. Colorado Senator John Hickenlooper. I, <laughs> gosh, this guy's taking up more offices. What do you? What is wrong with the people of Colorado out there? I, it's kind of like when I wonder what's going on with the people of South Carolina to keep putting somebody like sodomite Lindsey Graham in there. I, I just I don't understand. I really don't understand it. Maybe maybe we're having some Dominion issues or something like that, whatever's going on, whoever we're using in our state here. Uh, also, Senator New Jersey and pedophile Robert Mendez. Senator from Mississippi. Okay, we just read his name. I'm trying to get the Democrats. Sorry about that. Uh, Massachusetts Congressman Seth Moulton. Rhode Island Senator Sheldon Whitehouse. Florida Congressman Ted Dooch. And former Vice President of the United States, Al Gore. All of these guys are in there, and there's a full list. I'll try to have this up uh, as a link in the archive so you can check it out yourself. These, look, by merely attending this thing, they're aligning themselves with the enemy, therefore making themselves the enemy of the people of the United States. I don't know how else, easier I can explain that to you.
0: That's what they're doing. They're aligning themselves to that.
2: Now, I've played video after video after video. We've had numerous articles on SonsOfLibertyMedia.com about the World Economic Forum and what they're pushing, what their ideas and worldview is that they're advancing, including this Harari guy who is an advisor to Klaus Schwab, We've played many of those things for you guys to see. And yet
0: does anything be done? I I, I don't understand it. Here, here's
2: the here's the question that I have. Um well Brian, let's let let's let's put it this way. The Bible um let me address this just a second because I, I want to make sure we, we deal with that. Uh, Brian says, Judas repented, I'd be careful saying he was not forgiven. I didn't say that. What I said was, was he had a, a worldly sorrow, not a godly sorrow that leads to repentance. Okay? He wept, and then what was the result of that? Was it hope? Was it trust in the Lord Jesus? Was it any of that stuff? Nope. In fact, Jesus, this is what I'm saying. Jesus told him before it happened, it would be better if you were not born or that man were not born. Jesus is not giving him a message of hope. Judas knew what was going on and Satan entered in him. Not one of his demons, Satan himself entered into Judas. He was the son of perdition.
0: And Doesn't
2: matter if he cut himself, any of that stuff. Look, we got all kinds of Roman Catholics who do that in foreign countries. They crucify themselves as though this is, you know, them somehow paying for their sins. They flog themselves. Where does the Bible tell us to do any of that stuff? It doesn't do any of that. I know you disagree. That's okay.
0: It's okay. (laughs) But he doesn't have
2: a turning from sin to a message of hope in Christ. He goes out and he kills himself. He goes out and he kills himself. The Bible doesn't... You can believe that he was killed by the same murderers that killed the other disciples, but the Bible says he went out and hanged himself. So which are we going to believe? What you think happened or what the Scripture says? And I'm not trying to give you a hard time, but you can't go in and take away from what Scripture says Because Scripture says that Judas went out and he hanged himself. And what happened to the guys? He threw the money? Well, they said, we can't have this.
0: This is blood money. They went and bought
2: a field with it, a field of blood. So let's stick with what Scripture says. We can disagree, but we ultimately, if we claim that we are believers in Christ, we must bow to the authority of Scripture, period. I mean, that's what we got to do if we really believe that. Okay. So we know that that he did what he did. He had a worldly sorrow. He was not repentant, not a godly repentance. And uh, so that's 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 a problem. I'm not trying to get on to you, Brian. I'm just saying <laughs> this we got to stick with what scripture says there. Um, a couple of things I want to share with you, a couple of videos here, and this is going to deal with this whole idea of the health issues. Okay. Um one is this guy from the BBC. Now, I'm telling you just <laughs> the BBC. All right, right. They're the Ministry of Truth over there in Europe. This guy. They're never going to have this guy back on again. Okay, they're just not. This is uh yeah, it's a it's a but understand, it's a repentance that's <laughs> <laughs> it's a repentance that's worldly sorrow. Let me ask you guys who are wanting to, to think that he somehow turned to the Lord, that he, you know, became a believer and all this stuff. Let me ask you something. What did your repentance drive? Did it drive you to suicide or did it drive you to hope in Christ? Which one
0: did it do? Because if your repentance, Drives you to kill yourself. Is that a saving grace that's given to you? The wages of
2: sin is death. Our death. Sorry for my grammar. The wages of sin, it says in the Bible, is death. I'm thinking of wages and then, yeah, anyway. The wages of sin is death.
0: Judas didn't die of natural causes. Somebody didn't come out of the woods and kill him. But the point is, is he betrayed the Son of God. And it drives us, that's right, that's right, Carolyn. It drives us to Christ, who is our hope. Now
2: look, I'm not Judas's judge. Jesus is that. But I can tell you this, the Bible offers me no hope that Judas... You went on the road of betraying the Son of God? Oh, yeah, he gave some money back. That's because he felt bad about what was going on. But it didn't lead him to godly repentance. See, we have a lot of people who repent, but it's not repent in the biblical fashion of they turn to Christ and stop sinning. Okay? His repentance over was, I shouldn't have done that. Now I realize what had happened. And again, this old film called The Judas Project thought he was trying to push him there. I don't know what was in his mind. The Bible doesn't tell us. But I do know what was in him, and that was Satan. The Bible says Satan entered into him. Now, I don't believe Satan can inhabit a believer. Do you? Do any of you out there believe that? I don't believe that. I know there's some word faith people and stuff like that who think this thing that a demon is un- under every rock and it's in anybody that disagrees with them and all of this other stuff. That's not, that's not the case. It's just not the case. And again, you guys, I want you to receive it in the way I'm saying. I'm not trying to, make, not trying to argue with people. I'm just saying, go back to the scripture. That's our authority. And the scripture is very clear about Judas. He was prophesied in the Old Testament. Selling the master out for thirty pieces of silver. Do you know what you get for thirty pieces of silver? You get a damaged, gored, unprofitable kind of servant. That's what you get. That's what they thought the the that's what they thought the price of the Lord Jesus was. That of a of a slave, a servant that you couldn't even use. You were just going to have to keep him up. That's what it is. In any case, there's a, this guy on the BBC. I want you to hear what he has to say. We're going to. We're doing a lot of different things here on Monday okay um, and uh, so listen to what this guy has to say I think you'll be amazed that they
1: let him stay on as long as they did but I'll guarantee you they'll never bring him back on listen how many people who have no other morbidities under the age of 60 have died from this illness you have no other morbidities yeah because I can tell you how many people under 65 have died and obviously under some of those 60, with other morbidities, no other morbidities may well have survived a morbidity doesn't mean you're 350 you're more likely to drown. There's 400 people a year that drown. So I think we have to get things a bit in context.
2: What, what comfort would that offer to the families of those who've lost Every loved Every death
1: is tragic. But believe me, we are entering, we're already in the largest recession for 300 years. In fact, it's not just one recession. The Bank of England have said the, the economy will shrink by 14%. That's the equivalent of two recessions. It's a depression. And I wouldn't be surprised if we have 2 million more unemployed people within a year. Imagine the agony of 2 million more unemployed people. How many deaths might flow from that? How many deaths are flowing from the fact that we've got half as many A&E appointments at the moment? Cancer patients not being seen, people with heart disease not being seen. And the collateral damage of this uh, campaign of fear and lockdown has to be taken into account. Very soon, I believe lockdown will be causing more deaths than the virus. They already are. No one here today is going to lose their job because of COVID. But believe me, there's a real risk that millions of people in the private sector are going to see their careers demolished. And I think that really matters. And people say, oh, economics over lives. Unemployment can kill people. And I think it needs to be taken into account. And also, how are we going to pay the 170 billion pounds a year that the NHS costs us if the economy is in the toilet? Yeah. How are you going to do it? There, there's some great things
2: there. And all those little explosions and stuff are where he's dropping the truth bombs. Okay. Uh, last thing on this subject. Let me, let me just let me address again the, the issue of Judas. Um, let me give you two examples. Of what, because I think this is important to understand. I really do. You have you have Peter who stands there the same night in the same place where Judas says, Is it gonna be me? And Jesus says, Yep. Go and do what you do, do it quickly, right? So when I put my hand in the dish with, he's the one who's gonna betray me. All the disciples assume that about themselves. But what happened with Judas? Judas went out. He, the Bible says Satan entered him. You guys have to you gotta deal with that.
0: How does a believer have Satan entering into him? And we're told all through his life, this is what went on. And then
2: you have Peter, right? A lot of people think, oh, Peter's a great character. But even though they know the, the goofiness that Peter went through, I'll, I'll die for you, Lord. Not before the cock crows twice, three times, you're going to deny me. What happened with Peter when he was converted, as Jesus said, when he re- really repented? Did he go out and hang himself? What was the difference between Peter and Judas? Well, Peter got paid and he, he actually betrayed, he betrayed him. He didn't deny him. Well, what do you think denial is really? When when Peter is out there in the courtyard and he's called out, you're one of them. I can tell by your accent. I can tell you were with them. He goes, I don't know the man. What are you doing? What is that?
0: Is that a betrayal? I think it is. Now, he's denying that he knows him, sure. But just a couple hours before, he said, Lord, there's nobody going to mess with you. Man, I'm going to fight tooth and nail. I'll stand with you. What was the difference between Peter and Judas?
2: Peter was one who actually repented. Real repentance. Saving repentance. Let's put it that way. A lot of people repent over things, and they repent because they got caught.
0: Peter did it because he realized how serious his sin was. Judas didn't Judas
2: recognized outwardly what had happened, but we're not seeing anything in Scripture that says the spirit did a work in his heart at all, and um i that's where I would say you make a comparison again, I'm not Judas's final judge, but everything we see in Scripture seems to indicate this guy had a ruin, and again, I go back to Jesus's own words. It'd been better if that man had not been born that's that's Jesus' words. So I'm not up for taking that for Peter or for Judas. There's plenty of people that we can point to to say they did awful things, even Peter, denying the Lord. And yet we can see the work of God in his life, the transformation, the hope that was there, even though he felt really bad about what he had done. The Bible says he went out, he went out and
0: he wept bitterly,
2: which should be a question to all of us. How many of us have wept bitterly over our sin? That might be an indication of whether or not you're a Judas or you're a
0: Peter. I know I have. I've trembled. And I'm, when I say trembled, I mean literally shaken over my sin at times.
2: Not because I got caught, because sometimes nobody knew my sin. except at me and God. And I think that's something that we should pull from that. We should evaluate ourselves. Am I behaving like Judas or am I behaving like Peter? Do I want to identify? And I'm not saying, look, don't take this the wrong way, guys, in chat. I'm not saying you are Judas or you're Peter. What I'm saying is, why do we want to go and try to defend a Judas when there's no evidence that I see scripturally that he had a, a godly repentance? but more or less he had a worldly repentance. Why are we willing to do that instead of evaluate ourselves in the light of what has Christ done in us? What has he driven to us? What has he driven into our heart? Do we just say it because we've been taught to say those things? It's interesting. Uh, this wasn't part of what I was going to do the show on, but I do, think it's inter- I, I do think it's important. You know, The Bible says that we examine ourselves to see if we're in the faith. We do that, and then we, um, you know, we we go with that because I believe if we have the Spirit of God in us, first of all, if we don't have the Spirit, we're none of His. The Bible is very clear clear about that. But the Spirit of God will put His finger on us to either confirm that we are children of God, or that we're not. The Spirit beareth witness with our spirit. The Scripture says, right, that we're children of God. So. Again, not to stick on the subject. I'm just, I'm just addressing those things. And boy, I wish I had a phone because I would invite you to call in. We'd have a conversation. And uh, I think that'd be very helpful. But I do think that we need to, to, to look to those things and then think through them as to how they lay out because I know me. I know what I want to do. And the fleshly part of Tim wants to justify sin. And the Spirit of God says, Nope, you can't justify that because that is sin. And you've got to repent of that. And that comes, when I say it comes outside of me, I say, I'm not the, if it's left up to me, I'm going to justify every sin I'm going to do. That's just the way it is. And so will you.
0: You'll justify it.
2: But the Spirit of God won't let the children of God sit there and justify their sin, He won't let them do it he's going to keep prodding you. He's going to keep bringing it to your remembrance. Till you repent or you're going to cut your conscience off. And maybe that'll end up showing maybe you're really not one of his. I don't know.
0: Going back to the monkeypox thing.
2: Okay? Um because we're we were I just played you that that video from the guy on BBC. And over and over and over again, he was showing the ramifications of what government did. Over the past two and a half years, they're in England. What it did to their economy, what it did to the people, what it did to businesses, all of this stuff, this is what he was pointing out. And now we had the Convids. The Convids have largely laid dormant, and that's because they're pushing the World Health Organization's power grab treaty, okay? And in that...
0: We've seen that what
2: they're, what they're setting up is they're going to use the World Health Organization as one of these tentacles, if you will, that's going to be tied to the United Nations, that's going to enforce its policy from a known terrorist who is not even a doctor, Terrorist Teddy, that's what I call him, over our sovereignty and over our liberties. Now, let me ask you something. Those of you in the United States, are you going to allow this guy to do that? Are you going to allow Joe Biden to do it? You mock him with, let's go, Brandon, stupidest thing I ever seen in my life. You people who are doing it ought to be laughed at. I'm just telling you. Because it does nothing. Nothing. You've been doing it for what? A year? More than a year? What's it gotten you? Nothing. You mock. And they advance. It's
0: time to quit your mocking. It's time to put on your big boy
2: shorts. And go out there in your local communities and fight against this. Quit going to D.C. and having your little protests up there. They're not doing anything. The protests had their place. I watched again as in England,
0: more people coming out and protesting. Great.
2: But there's a time for the protest to be over, and there's a time for action, real action. See, Martin Luther, when he protested the Roman church, what did he do? Well, he did a protest, 95 Thesis. If you haven't read it, read it. Really attacking the indulgences. He had not had his eyes fully open to what that Antichrist system was, but he posted it on the, the Wittenberg church door. And then what did he do? Did he just keep posting stuff? Well, he kept writing stuff. There's no question about that. He wrote a lot of stuff. But he went and did. As the old preacher said, he put his faith in shoe leather. He went and did. He cared for the people. He taught them. He stood before the Council at Worms.
0: He wasn't just a talker. He was a doer. And that's
2: really the issue. So when we see these things that they're doing, it's good that we talk. I come on here and talk every morning. But then what are we doing? And this is why I encourage people to go to tacticalcivics.com. Learn your civic duties. Bring these things into your community where you're doing You're not talking. You're not keyboard warriors. You're not uh, what was Michael Flynn's thing. You're not digital soldiers. Because the the reality is, let me just tell you digital soldiers, people. The reality is the only people you're really affecting with a lot of your memes and stuff for the most part are people that are already convinced of what you're sharing anyway.
0: But the fact of the matter is, it's needed to share. I'm not going to deny that. So,
2: we got the guy from the BBC saying what he's saying. we got the World Economic Forum, and there's no doubt in my mind that they're probably talking about uh, the money pox and um, the convids and how well that worked and all this other stuff. This is a gentleman talking about what happened in Vietnam. Now, I've written an article on Bill Gates where he attacked those of us who say, no, we're not going to have our children given the shots or vaccinated or anything. Okay? You're killing children. They're responsible for the. Uh, you've got the video. You've seen it where he was interviewed and he said that nonsense. And yet I've written on and provided the documentation where Bill Gates went into Africa and he was killing more young girls with his vaccines than the disease they were trying to stop. That's Bill Gates for you. And I've got some videos of Bill Gates In the bonus videos that will show up later This morning so be sure to check that out You want my bit bonus videos? I'm not covering Every news topic and all this stuff So I put the bonus videos in the archive At SunCelebrityMedia.com. This one is about Vietnam And I want you to take a listen to this guy
1: Going back to Vietnam You know, Vietnam doesn't have anything There's no such thing as autism In 1975 Year 2000 Year 2001 There's no such thing When Vietnam signed the WHO, and when Vietnam signed into the International Monetary Fund, the banking system, Bill Gates and the Gates Foundation introduced the vaccination program into Vietnam. Now, Vietnam has over a 300% rise in autism.
2: Wow. 300% rise in autism. Why? Why? Signed on with the WHO, sound familiar? Put
0: themselves in the international monetary system too. Mm. Yep,
2: three hundred percent. They didn't have it before. Three hundred percent in autism. Oh, but listen to the uh, listen to the sorcerers of the day, the Janice and Jambrees of the day who will tell you, oh, autism has nothing to do with vaccines. Right. Nothing to do with it. And yet we have several people who've come out and said, we saw the documents. I remember one gentleman, I can't remember his name right off the bat, uh, but he came out and said, we had the studies that showed there was a correlation between the vaccinated and autism. And they hit it.
0: They hit it. One more. This is from a who virologist. Okay. We'll just
2: call her. Well, her name is Dr. Marion Koopmans. We'll just call her Little Cindy Lou who. How's that? All right. Check out what she has to say. Okay. All right. So let's. This is. Uh, this has got some. They're using a different language here. So, according to you, the chances are very high that there will be a second pandemic. All right. This is this is what the person from Amsterdam is asking this WHO this WHO virologist from Wuhan. Okay.
0: Yeah, that is well consensus over
2: there. Okay. So she says yes. This has been in the WHO's ten-year plan for some time. Did you get that? Let me back it up here so you see what the question, according to you, the chances are very high that there will be a second pandemic. And the virologist says, yes, this has been in the who's 10 year plan for some time.
0: Let that sink in.
2: That means that the first pandemic was in their plan. And now they're trying to find something else
0: to make the second one in there.
2: That's a lot of words for that one sentence. I don't know what else she's saying. Okay. She says, that plan says that there will be a major infectious disease crisis. Well, this was year one.
0: All
2: right, so you get it. This
0: is Dr. Marion Koopmans. She's telling you they're
2: planning all of it. I, I, You know, I wish the Mockingbird media would come out. I'd love to hear their response to this. Oh, Tim, we're the fact checkers. We have self-appointed ourselves. We're bought and paid for by Pfizer. It's brought to you by Pfizer and a number of other big pharma. These self-appointed fact-checkers are nothing more. I'll bet you they're getting money from these guys too. I'll bet you they are. And here you've got a Hooverologist telling you, we've got a 10-year plan. By the way, that's probably, we're right at about seven years, a little over seven years, something like that.
0: And she's saying we got a plan here. And the Convids were the first First deal in
2: that in that plan. Goes right back to Operation Lockstep, right? Right out of Rockefeller uh, documents that we've covered time and time and time and time and time and time again.
0: And here's what they're doing.
2: Now, here's the question for you. And maybe this ties in with Judas here, okay? I'm going to see if we can tie it in with Judas, what we were talking about earlier. When you see this and when you hear this, does all it do... All you do is get upset?
0: Or do you put on the full armor of God to go out and fight the giant? Just asking,
2: which one are you doing? And I'm not saying you got to be in front of a camera. I'm not saying you got to have articles written about you, get video. I'm asking you, the listener, when you see these things, what are you doing
0: about it? What are you doing about it?
2: Do you just feel bad that it happened? Are you just angry that you may have succumbed to some of it? Maybe you took the shot. Maybe you wore the mask. Whatever. Or are you doing something to fight the
0: enemy? See, because if you're in the
2: fight to fight the enemy, and your hope is really in the Lord, Psalm 91, then are, are you not bringing forth fruits of repentance? See, again, we miss that. Judas never brought forth fruits of repentance. This doesn't say that. Doesn't show us anything like that. In fact, he brought us fruits of something else, a lack of repentance. So what is it for us when we're facing these things, whether it's the lies in the media, whether it's the, the pandemics or the plagues or whatever. And by the way, God sends the plagues, the real ones, he sends those on a disobedient people. It's part of his judgment upon them. Again, read Deuteronomy 28. It's right there. He talks about sending such things. The question is, which one are we in this matter? Are we the Judas or are we the Peter? And by the way, thank you for bringing that up. I, I think this is, it's a good thing. Let's examine ourselves and see where we are. All right, Bradley will be with you at 3 p.m. Eastern, I think. <laughs> he told me it would be. And then we'll see you in the morning at 6 a.m., See
0: ya.